Chris and Chris. This better be not take one of two. I have I no. I tested everything. We're we're in better shape today than we were last week. I'm sure of it. I'm confident. Um, yeah. Gotta be. Gotta, Gotta be. be. Chris, where are you calling from today? Are you in uh, Vermont or are you in uh Brooklyn, New York? Oh yeah. Are you sticking around for a while? <laughs> no, actually we're leaving uh, later this afternoon. Oh, Jesus Christ, you guys. Yeah. What? You just want to be in now? Vermont all the time. So? I thought you were New York people. Both. We're both. You're both. You can't be both. Sure you can. You, you can be whatever I want, you Chris. You can't be Andrew Cuomo and Bernie Sanders at the same time. <laughs> those, those accents Ugh. won't go together. No, no. No. I would never be I would never be Cuomo. You'd never be Cuomo. No, I don't like that guy. No Cuomo? No Cuomo. <laughs> no Mo Cuomo. <laughs> Pause. Um, Chris, I had to, before we get into sports, uh, I had something I wanted to ask you. Mm. This is totally stupid and mundane, but it's definitely something that made me think of you, and I don't know why. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I, had to drop, I, had, I had to drop my wa- wife off at work this morning, and when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> and it's like seven. Uh, I've been getting up early, you know, ready for this mm-hmm. kid. I'm, I'm getting in fighting shape. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to eat this Cheerios in front of the TV. <laughs> I never turn the TV on during the day. Huh. Uh, what do you watch in the morning? I couldn't figure it out. I was like, <laughs> 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 I turned it on and I was like, there was like a, the local like weather. I was like, all right. I like, kind of watched it. But then they were like, all right, now next the view. It's like 20 seconds in. They're like, and now the view or Hoda or whatever. And I was like, oh. I don't want to watch that. No, not without Kathy. So then I was like, oh, I'll watch ESPN because that feels like something you would do in the morning, like Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fucking Greeny in a studio by himself with four people on delayed reaction Zoom calls, like, like yeah. Bart Scott and ugh, Ugh, God. No, no Just, Bart Scott. And you, it's terrible. So it's terrible. my question to you is. What do you what what do you watch in the morning? What what happened to morning TV? I feel like when I was a kid, morning TV was like a highlight. Like if you could turn on the TV in the morning, there was any number of great things you could watch, like old reruns or you know whatever game shows. What happened to morning morning TV's just talking heads now? Tell me. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, like you. I honestly, I don't, it's not, it, everything's changed. Everything's gone away. Like the things that I've used to watch that were enjoyable, that were decent at least. Like even though, even the, with the greenie and the ESPN, the sports centers, I like, I might have them on, but I do, I never have the volume on. I was like, where I would at least, have, like I would have been fine with just like some like take guys being takey. Like where's Stephen A being takey in the morning? Like, is that, he comes on after, after the first take. Oh, so it's first take. And then it's like my take or whatever. It's the, <laughs> or no, it's get up and then it's first take and he's uh, whatever. I, it's like so stupid. Greeny is the only thing very uncomfortable by himself because you get this feeling that he's just watching the clock and trying to keep the show running. He's not really listening, and so it's just a pace thing. He's like he's almost he does these weird hand gestures that like tell Bart Scott that he doesn't need to do seventy two seconds on you know Hollywood Brown. Like it's. Please don't. Yeah. And like, were these people in the studio before? Were they always just on the wall? Was this a COVID thing? No, they were. No, they were on. They were in the studio. They were all in the studio. They were all Uh, in the studio. Now only he gets to be in the studio. Yes. Why? Now, I guess. Why does he get to be the studio guy? Uh, well, it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty cut. So why does he only got four people? He's like, hi, I'm, I'm Greeny, and immediately he's like, and here's a wall of four people. Yeah, he's uh, listen. He kind of know he does kind of know his role. I think sometimes he's also very effective with certain people, right? And he's they've they've had a lot of people kind of come through um, and kind of circulate through the through the show. And and 
I think he's really good at finding sort of the, the to give people a, a, a voice. Like Ryan, I think Ryan, like him and Ryan Clark have a good rapport, and Ryan Clark shines on that well, show. Ryan Clark is is he, uh, you're right. You could tell he likes him the most. Yeah. And Ryan Clark comes with something. Like right. I'm like he's always bringing the energy. I was, like, I was like blown away. The other three Bobos, he it seemed like they weren't pre pre given the question. Like of course it's the first fucking question. Like it's like they know like they've got or they've got a video lined up to sync up with what they're saying like they know exactly what they're going to say but only Ryan Clark feels like he practiced or something like it's I think he's just really I think he's just really naturally good like Bart Scott is, is horrible he's, he's a, terrible he's a nightmare he was a nightmare he, on he radio. tries to get these takes but they're actually not very good no and this who's the guy that like he had christmas tree or christmas ornaments up still the guy for like an o lineman for the patriots i don't Vin- oh, Woody? uh I don't know. Uh, he had like a, yeah, had a very uh, Polish uh, sounding yeah, last uh, Damian name. Woody. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. He's anyway. all right. You know, he's sort of like, he's sort of affable or congenial. I know, but you're on a fucking nationally televised program. It is a, it is a syndicated TV show. It's going to be, you, your clips are going to be used over and over again. And you've got like a, a like a stone white background with like a pinned up <laughs> picture of like you <laughs> blocking and like a and like a media pass and a cri- yeah. and a Christmas ornament. It's yeah. fucking the middle of January. Yeah. Uh, listen, like what? Give me Ryan Clark, give me Lewis Riddick, and give me Dominic Foxworth the whole entire time, and that's your show because those three are the three best ones he has on that show. I think basically, it's mind fucking boggling. Also, do we need four fucking people? To give the no, you takes. don't. But you know what the great thing is? When Greeny has those guys on, he I think he realizes he's not the star and he lets them go. He lets them take the time and gives or gives them more time. He doesn't try to butt in once in a while, but he also listens and pays attention to them because he actually plays off them pretty well and he kind of plays like the kind of the dorky white uh, guy. Why doesn't he just do a show with Ryan Clark? Why isn't it just like Greeny and Clarky? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like that would be. He probably doesn't want to do that again. He wants to have like a sort of a. He doesn't community. want all those bobblehead dogs clogging up his. Desk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah, go down that I, you know, again. listen, it's um, like he, it, it's weird because I feel like that show took a while to play. Like you know, Jalen Rose is on there, which I thought was really good in the beginning. Yeah, Jalen Rose has got long in the tooth for me. I, I can't get a little bit, a little bit. It's and like I think an that's, act that's now. not his. It, it's not his strength to to do that whole show and to talk about all sports. Right, he should. He should primarily just do basketball, and he can kind of chime in once in a the while ba- with some the, other topics. Like you know, stand by me or whatever, like baseball bat on your shoulder, shit. Like I'm sorry, like it's it's fine, whatever. I you know I anyway. still enjoy. Him. I, he's still really good when with with um Jacoby. Uh yeah, yeah. exactly, and and their show, and that's a good show. It's a half hour long, right? And yeah, when they it's have perfect. It's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. That's really good. That's tight. It's nice. They always have fun on their topics. Yeah. That's a good show. Um, it's one of the it's one of the three good things Bill Simmons has brought into this world. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. We're I, not going to talk about him. I saw something about him yesterday talking about NBA players in the Harden trade. Did you see? Did you see that? I mean, I I've no I, I keep the Sixers out your fucking mouth, motherfucker. Like it's over. Harden <laughs> went to the Nets. Okay, it's over. <laughs> Stop fucking bringing the Sixers into this. It didn't happen. Your wish of dismantling the Sixers didn't come true. And unfortunately, they're clicking with Doc the way you said they wouldn't. It, it just shut the fuck up, all right? Like, I don't, I don't care what his hardened takes are. I just get frustrated. I was like, oh, good. It's over. You could just listen to him talk about how Harden fits in the nets. And the first fucking words out of his mouth are what an opportunity the Sixers missed. It's I it's fu- I can't fucking handle it. It's it's. Do you want to get into that? Do you want to get into that trade? Because nope. I have thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get into the trade. Yeah, I, I got some thoughts and ideas about that. Okay, I mean it's it's an interesting trade for you and I because I think you've sort of adopted the Nets as your squad, right? Like, oh, yeah, like that's yeah. you've you know because yep. you 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 bailed on mm-hmm. OKC. You were a long OKC fan, and you finally you're just like. <laughs> jump ship like everyone else no <laughs> uh and i'm a sixers fan and those were the sort of the two names that kept coming up in this trade uh what were your reactions upon hearing the news of the beard coming to brooklyn uh so first of all i hate it <laughs> I, I hate it man i hate it this is this is 
I don't. Um, how do I say this? I I hate it, but I I I mean. I, you know what it was? It reminded me of this. It reminded me of like what you know, we, and we've talked about this with Houston Rockets and Daryl Morey, you know, who's with the Sixers now and stuff, and being in Houston and and sort of you know this analytics guy and making all these kind of trades and smart trades and it's sort of the, you know the the Sixers the process I think was sort of came from sort of Morey's you know sort of brain in a way or it's an evolution of of what Morey was doing early on in Houston. Mm-hmm. But then push came to shove. It's like you know, just get me superstar talent. Yeah. Right. Like you, you can have a plan and you can have an idea and and and, you know, a, a culture and all this stuff that you want to do in building sports. And it, it could be football, it could be basketball, baseball, whatever. And you can have this this whole vision and then push comes to shove. When you have the opportunity to it to take the talent, everybody always takes the talent. So my question for you on that is, do general managers only care about. Appeasing their ownership or saving their jobs. Or do they care about the fan base at all? Do you think general managers care about maintaining the ha- overall happiness of a fan base? Well, I think that's sort of a, I, I, it's sort of a obscure kind of a question in a sense, like right, because it's it's the fan. If you're winning, the fans will be happy, right? Right? Like, get but, it right. Get rid so, of like but Jared but, Allen but, and Karis Levert. But like, I feel that like might piss so, some fans off. There's no impet- There's there's no there's nothing in it for NBA teams to do anything other than win the title. Like a football team, the Steelers they they won the AFC North. They got beaten the first round of the playoffs, but they've been in the playoffs every year. You know, for the most part, like since like the, yeah. the early '90s. Like, and I think that's yeah. enough for the city of Pittsburgh. To be honest with you, pepper in a couple of Super Bowl wins. That's great. But like, I, I, I don't get that same sense with basketball. I feel like it's like championship or nothing. And it's a lot of that. I don't think a lot of general managers are comfortable in their jobs and they, and I think they're learning that draft picks are not as valuable as they were even when Hinky was fucking collecting a bunch. Right. Like, I think that they just want assets for superstars. Right. I, yeah, in a way, it all kind of because that's what that's sort of what wins is is you you want the best players on your team, and and we sort of we've we've talked about this before, and I think Sean Marks is the GM of the Nets is is a really good GM, right? But he's and, got and an you, owner that's like the richest person in the world saying, I, I, I'm Prokhorov again. Like I just yeah, I'm not here. Bit. I'm not I'm, here to help the fucking this the borough of Brooklyn get behind the Nets. I'm here. To be like, I owned a championship team, right? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Right. But there's, there's, there's ways to go about that. Right. And that's kind of, I, that kind of goes back to my point is that, you know, Sean Marks, seen, he's, he was building a really good team and it was competitive and it was, and it was nice. And then all of a sudden yeah. like, you know, Irie and uh, Kyrie and, and Durant um, came along and he's like, all right, I got to take my shot. And but he's that's, but that's through his, through his through good ownership and actually good coaching, I think that they even got Kyrie and Durant to come. Well, right? and good and good, you know, you got to put Marx's in there and the good, good, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, office general manager. For sure, one hundred percent. I'm right? giving him credit. Like they yeah. created and he made he made draft picks out of nothing, basically, right? Yeah. He took the scraps left over from the horrible Boston trade. Yeah. And built a, a built turned a it into Dinwiddie, team. turned it into Karis Levert, turned it into Jared Allen, right? Like right. I mean, all these other guys, Joe Harris that he signed, he signed, you know, Joe Harris. TLC and Shamit are all quality fucking players that no one else really gave a fuck about. Yeah. And so I, so here's, and here's why, so this is why that kind of actually leads to why I don't mind actually now sort of taking this shot. I don't, I hate the, I hate the thing. Cause I, I I'm a big Karis Levert fan. Uh, Jared Allen, like I really like him, but these centers, athletic centers are a dime a dozen. Basically you you can find They're another on one Cleveland. in another draft and you can, you sort of, you can fill that spot, sure. right? Like, you're For not sure. paying Jared Allen $20 million next year. Anyway, I totally agree. You got what you so needed. You, you can, you can kind of get rid of him, even though I really like him and, and the fans like him, but I have enough confidence and, and you, and Brooklyn can, you know, it scares me a little bit because this is, the, this is almost a redo of the Boston trade, right? Where, all these guys are in their thirties now, you know, three to four years from now, are they really going to be that good? Are they still going to be in a championship window? All those kinds of questions, which is legit and it's fair. And then it's you a, trade all those draft picks away again. It's exactly kind of that the- fucking trade. It's exactly that trade. Sure. There's the, these players are, are further away from their superstar status, or those players were further away from their superstar status. 
But look at like Darren or Duran. Darren is is Kyrie. KG mm-hmm. was or Durant is KG. Yeah. And fucking Joe Jesus is is a uh, Harden. And it's yeah. And that worked. I mean, it it did work. They did make it to the playoffs. They did briefly. They they beat Toronto twice. You know, I mean, yeah. it wasn't awesome, but it w- it worked. Sort of. I, I mean, it, honestly, I mean, it didn't work because they didn't win a championship, and that was and that was that the was goal. the goal. Like, and they the only gave up everything that trade. For it. Right. But but and 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 yeah, and, and like, listen, Kyrie doesn't really ever stay healthy. Durant is coming off, you know, a bad. Uh, you know, a, a bad injury that maybe never really fully heals or he becomes injury prone from it from now on. And, and Harden is sort of the guy that's sort of like, you know, his skill, does his skills devolve quickly? Obviously he, he just showed up, you know, overweight, out of shape and doesn't really care at times about playing when he's not winning or doesn't get what he wants. So, you know, it, it, yeah, those guys could sort of fall off a cliff here sooner rather than later. They also have an out, I think within two or three years, in their contracts where they can all become free agents too. So like they could all just walk away if this isn't working out for them, which could really sort of be devastating for the, for the nets as well. But yeah, let's hear your the, butt. But the confidence that I have in what Sean Marks has already proven he can do with less and with nothing mm-hmm. to me says, okay, I'm a little more confident in him taking this shot than maybe just about anybody else in the league because he shows he can sort of rebound from this. If, if, if things fall apart. Yeah, that's true. There is a, he already has a history and a pattern. If he there keeps his job. Doing, he losing like what four draft first round picks. Yeah, and uh, like four other pick swaps or whatever. Yeah. I don't understand. The which I think is which it was a huge overpay too, right? Because you weren't you really were you really betting against against the Sixers? Probably not. I don't think so. The weird the weird thing with the Sixers is is that I don't. I'm a little nervous of like what's more he gonna he's gonna do something. Right, like he's not gonna sit there all season and be like, "Yeah, it worked out. I didn't do anything." You know, like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I really can't imagine he'll do that. I hope he does. I'm perfectly he fine might with tinker it. a little bit. I don't know if he takes a big shot. I I love what I love what COVID has done to this team, and that's I think that that was the big. I don't I don't know for sure, but like they're playing. Joel's playing so good, and Simmons clearly didn't want to go to Houston. And now they're seeing these pieces that that Houston wanted. Maxi scored thirty nine the other night. Houston wanted him from whatever, from what I hear. Thibault's having had three of his best defensive games in the last three, three game, three or four games. They're they've got uh, what's turning out to look like a deep bench with like young players. Isaiah mm-hmm. Joe, this fucking mm-hmm. white dude, Dakota. Like they're playing good. I'm I'm fine. Like I guess I'm that fan base that's like fine with the Sixers not winning the title. I'm fine with them having a run into the playoffs and starting to click as a but as it, a squad. Yeah, like give it a year. Get like I mean, we always say this every year, but like give it another year, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, but well, they, the but, thing is, but, is that Brooklyn's going to be so good next year. Like that's my I mean, maybe maybe Dinwiddie not. Comes like, back, it's look, also like these big trades don't usually work out necessarily. Like everyone thinks they are. It's not always a given, right? Everyone's like, oh, the Brooklyn Nets are winning the championship now. They're going. They're going to the finals. But the last couple times these big trades happen like this, it doesn't usually sort of work out. Well, so here's here I, I've got a I've got a comp for you. And okay. Let me know if you've heard this one. I thought I came up with it on my own, but I'm, you pay attention to more sports media than I do. <laughs> James Harden, and this is all this is all stats that I pulled off the same resource that I'm sure Bill Simmons did. Eight time All Star, uh, seven time All NBA. Three-time scoring champ, one-time MVP. He's averaged on first career twenty-five, five and six, right on thirty-six percent three-point shooting and forty-four percent field goal shooting. That is, according to Bill Simmons, one of the greatest, most prolific scorers of all time. He invented the step-back three and the Euro step. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. can, I, can I give you a comp? Sure. There's another player out there. Nine-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, uh, nine-time All-NBA, one-time MVP, career averages 23-7-8 on 43% field goal shooting and 30% three-point shooting. Pretty, com- pretty comparable, right? Pretty much yeah. neck and neck, right? You know who that mm-hmm. other guy is? 
Mm, who? Russell fucking Westbrook, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're you're going to sit there and tell me that James Harden is worth everything he got and having everybody fight over him when he puts up the same fucking numbers as Russell Westbrook. Like, like career-long averages, I'm sure it plays out differently, except, except Russ plays in the fucking in the playoffs. James Harden's yeah. a fucking dog in the playoffs. Yeah. He's a he's a piece of shit and he's a fucking he's poisonous in the locker room, which we've already seen. Russ isn't. Russ gets fucking squads behind him. He plays his yeah. ass off. I fucking hate Russell Westbrook. But mm-hmm. I fucking would have I'd rather have his ass than I would James Harden if I was Brooklyn right now. Mm-hmm. That's I agree. How are you gonna sit there and say fucking James Harden revolution? Evolutionize the game other than he fucking figured out how to flop on fucking threes and 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 right. his step back is fucking is, is dangerous. Yeah. But like, I'm sorry. Those those are those are both first ballot Hall of Fame players. They both don't have rings. I don't know, man. I and I know Russ and, and, and KD could never play together again, and I know that wasn't even like out there, but I'm just blown away that like that that the, we're we're not looking at the elephant in the room. Also, isn't James Harden's getting old, and he looks yeah. like shit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the, my actually my bigger problem with this is is James Harden's horse too. And and I'm I'm not worried about like I even said this before. Like I I think I'd rather have Kyrie than James Harden. And and like you know they wanted to play together Kyrie and Durant, and then Harden like Harden didn't care. He came out you know like. Uh, Boogie Cousins, John Wall, the whole team basically has called him out. Yeah. Right? Like, he didn't It's a fucking didn't bad look when Boogie's coming after you. When Boogie's. Yeah. When Boogie. Like, Boogie, he's got no room to fucking talk shit on anybody. John Wall doesn't either. That dude was doing, like, smoking meth in a hotel room three months ago. <laughs> like, that's how bad Harden is. Yeah. Like, he alienated his whole. T- the teammates, man. Like, he didn't even show up for to play with his teammates or care about his teammates. Yeah. And so, if he doesn't. You know, like that's a that's a pouty little whiny bitch. Yeah, who plays an ugly fucking game and is disappears in the fucking playoffs. Like I, I if I was a Houston fan, I would be like, good fucking riddance. I, yeah, I honestly absolutely. would. Yeah, the one thing, the one good thing I will say for James Harden is that he's going to a team who has black jerseys and black is very slimming, right? <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> What? It is, isn't it? It's true. I mean, There's no lies there. It's true. I mean, he. Do you think that's why he has a beard? Because that's also a, a fat person tactic. <laughs> like, if this motherfucker shows up, like, if this motherfucker's in shape within two weeks, that's some that's some bullshit. But it, that's also a larger picture here too. Those like they don't have to gel right away. They don't have to play great right away. Like this is what teams have been doing the last five years is like they, they just acquire assets at some point in the season and they're always playing for the playoffs. Basically, as long as they come together and things click and work in the playoffs then nothing else sort of basically matters up until that point. I totally, but, agree. I, but I'd rather, I'm more, more worried about Harden being able to play with these guys in this team for what he's just shown recently. in Houston. I don't even want to Ky- watch it. Kyrie not showing up. Everyone's basically. like, everyone's like, Oh geeked. I can't wait to see how this works out on the court. I I have zero fucking desire to watch a Brooklyn Nets game. I would I would rather go watch fucking Houston or Indiana for that matter. I I watched Indiana last night pre Karis and they look fun. I I like they're I love Indiana this year. I love that team. They're they're super fun. They they seem to be coached well. They've got they they got rid of the the one Nick player Nurse that didn't want to be there. Like I'm, yeah, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse's dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Nick Nurse, man, I love that guy. Woo, Nick Nerds. Anyway, and we were bagging on him at the beginning too when he got hired. Me? Yeah, we oh, were because he was oh, like a G League coach. He dude, coached in like for in sure. England. I will be the first to admit, I fucking we both thought, did. I thought he was. I think we were both like. What I called the him Nick Nerds. Mm-hmm. But but what I saw him do last year with fucking pure trash. It's incredible. Impressive. He's, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. We won a total 180. Yeah. We, we, we take that one. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll freely admit it. Brad Stevens can go fuck himself for the rest of his life. I will he never. He wishes he was Nick I Nerds. will never like that guy. He does. He does. But Nick Nerds fucking out coaches him whenever he gets a chance. Um, 
you know what? I try to watch. I try to watch the. I think it was a replay yesterday of Dallas Charlotte game. Woof, ah. boy. Ugh. What I <laughs> both teams. I, I was like, oh, I this is to, not. I tried to watch some Dallas. Joy- I tried to watch some Dallas this year. Dallas is. They don't have much. Actually, I don't, they've got a terrible. I don't like it. I don't like the squad. fit at all. It's all goofy. Yeah. It's, it's I, is Jaw back yet? Because I was really enjoying. Uh, no, I don't Memphis think he's quite games. back yet. I, I it, until fucking homie broke his wrist last night. I really liked Portland again. They were fun. They were turning out to be a fun squad. Um. I mean, Philly games are super fun right now because they're playing teams with seven starters. So it's like, <laughs> it's great. Keep that going. <laughs> I mean, I got to I got to hand it to you just to so my take on, and then we'll move on. But my take when when the news started coming that Harden went to Brooklyn, I f- it was the same feeling I had when buckets went to Philly. Like I was like almost like we'd got a star player by not getting anyone. Like I the relief yeah. was immediate. Yeah. And I I I don't know. Do you, I mean do you really think that fucking that Harden could play for Doc? Like I also I like Harden, the, I mean Harden these parallels two fucking obviously you've got fucking Steve Nash a first time coach in the fucking Jason Kidd, did, weren't those two traded for each other? Like it, the parallels are so weirdly obvious that this isn't going to work in Brooklyn. I'm going to just say it right now. I don't think it fucking works. I don't. I. I just. I think Kyrie will fucking melt down. I. I just. I feel like it's not going to work. I'm just going to say it. You heard it here first. I mean, there's, you got two guys, Irving and Harden, or two guys, and also Durant's in there too. For one, for one stat is like I think all three of them are over thirty percent in 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 like you know like ball usage. Yeah, where like they they just everybody just needs the ball and to be sort of effective. I think, and and it, I don't know. Like you've already seen, like I, I uh, Kyrie and and Harden, both when they don't have the ball in their hands, they're they're basically not interested in anything else going on. And that's on, the, on Durant, the floor. It's too bad. Durant doesn't just want to not be soft and fucking l- run a team. Cause he could. I, yeah. I, it's the only thing I can think of though, is, is like, does he sort of, is he sort of the captain now of the three in a, in a, in a sense? Like I, he's the most talented guy. He's the one that shows up. He I mean, wants clearly to, he wants he's, to play. Clearly he's he wants to play with, with these guys. Yeah, apparently. I know. So I don't, I, and they've they've played in and they played USA basketball together, all three of them, right? And and they had those teams. I mean, they've got a lot of superstars, oh, so they sort of. But they they play together and they have fun in those in those games, and they and they sort of give the ball up. And I don't, I just don't know like how the mentality is, is different or, or transfers from one to the other in the in those instances. Like, can they can they recreate that playing for Brooklyn? And and I'm I'm skeptical. I am skeptical as well. Can I, can I, can we move can I, I do, I have a few thoughts and I, some stuff on, on this Kyrie stuff too. You want to talk about that well, as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't have thoughts. So, uh, so yeah. What, what do you got? So I we mean, don't want to talk about I mean, it. Well, no, no. I'm just, I mean, listen, everyone's I mean, I bagging, everyone's bagging on him and calling him a bad person and a bad dude because he's not showing up to play basketball. He's taking time off and stuff. And to some degree, maybe like it's, it's also not fair to his, his teammates. He's not showing up. And I think he's, I think he means well and he's trying to do something really good and right and 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 with like say you know social injustice programs and that kind of stuff and he's trying to follow in the in the footsteps of uh, you know of Kareem and Jim Jim Brown and all those guys in years past and stuff but I, and I I'm really I'm proud of him for actually maybe doing that and trying to do something like that mm-hmm. he is he is going about this a little bit in the wrong way where he's actually you know if he doesn't want to play basketball then don't play basketball yeah. And that's fine. Like I, I don't hold that against him if he doesn't want to play. But it's kind of don't like don't don't do this to your teammates. It's kind of like what Harden's been doing, you know. And maybe they know, and maybe they're okay with it. Maybe he's talked to them, and he hasn't talked to the team, the whole team, in the front office and stuff. It's just a little weird. He's he. I think he's trying to. I, I don't know what it is about him, but he just. I think he has really good intentions, and I think he has a good heart. He just he's just kind of being careless and dumb about it well is is cold cuts onto something is he bipolar like could he have 
Maybe he like, might be, and I, I don't want to get into that because that's that's unfair to like I start speculating about his, you know. Like, I, I agree, but he's but a, I will he's say a little this, like I will say he's this. a little like five years ago, Kanye, right? Like, well, yeah, and Kanye's bipolar, and and probably people, pe- Do we know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's he's diagnosed he bipolar. Yeah, okay, for sure. Um, I I'm I would never say the words bipolar in a disparaging way at all. Right. I think mental health is the most overlooked and important issue in the world today i think it leads to an immense amount of homelessness i think it is because we can't see it we don't treat it i think that there's a stigma on mental health that is disgusting in this country and the world so you'll never hear me say like bipolar in a negative manner and i agree with you wholeheartedly we shouldn't speculate but i think that it's worth considering when it, someone is acting irrationally, that they might be going through something, be it a, uh, a, a, a some sort of break, you know. And and I don't know if that's the case with Kyrie at all. I do know this: he costs himself almost a million dollars a game, or almost a million dollar, almost half a million dollars every game he doesn't play. So, I don't. It's crazy to me that he can throw that kind of money around um, haphazardly. I don't know what the end result of any of this is. I, I just like his game, and I'd like to see him back, and I would like to see people stop shitting on him for, for uh, you know, putting sage on the court or whatever. Like, it's right. just, why does he have to be fit into a box? Like, why, does right. he, why can't he speak out? Why can't he... Why can't be himself? He, why be can't he be himself? Exactly. Like we used. This used to be a league where you were you. You could change your name to World Be Free, and you could <laughs> fucking and you could do acid with fucking Bill Walton, and you could like you know what I mean. Like it used to be the free spirit sport. It used to be embodied, you know, like Black Power or social it, it, social injustices, and and I think that they they have done that to a degree. Um, I just feel like. Like this should be the league where you're allowed to let your freak flag fly a little bit, and I yeah. and instead of just sh- everybody, Stephen A. Smith fucking running a take on it, just let it happen. That's that's how I feel about Kyrie. I feel like Kyrie missing fucking five games or however many games. Just let him. It's fine. Sometimes we need to take a break. Like it, not everyone should live under a microscope. As long as he's performing, who cares? Yeah, I agree. Like I, I mean. Yeah, you, he probably, you know, like 30 years ago, he probably would have been characterized as as sort of like a eccentric or a, a character, yes. right? In sports. A and he's just, oh, he's just, you know, Kyrie's just kind of a goofy guy or just yeah. whatever. And you're sort of, you're sort of giving him a pass just because of his, of his weirdness, right? And then now it's like, now you're, now you're condemning him. Well, look it. at like, and, then, and, I, and I'm, I'm as, ba- I'm as bad as anybody, but like Walt Clyde Frazier made a career out of wearing outlandish outfits and, and being a decent basketball player. Russell Westbrook does it and people call him a homo and fucking shit on him for it. You know? And it's like, wh- I don't understand why you can't just be yourself. What, what, what changed in this league where you can't be yourself anymore? Yeah. Well, in a weird way, he sort of brought this on himself a little bit too. When he starts talking about like flat earth and all these other but things, that's, and it's who like, fucking cares. Who I know, cares? but then, but, but that's what people say, but then they jump on it. Right. And then he's like, Oh, he's, he's like, he's lost his mind, you know? And it's like, all right, no, he just thinks a little differently than everyone else. Right. And, and it's, it's unfortunate to some degree. And I just, I, I honestly just hope that he, like, I, I he should just quit basketball. Then if he doesn't really want to play anymore, I agree then quit basketball. But I just don't think and, he can and, afford and, it. And, and lead this cause lead. But, but the thing is like, I, to me, he's trying to follow in the footsteps of all these people from the past who, who did this, you know, Korean 30, 40 years Brown, ago, like right? Said, or 50 yeah. years ago, however long it was. But you know what? They, they still played basketball at the time. Yeah. Like Muhammad Ali still tried to well, box. Jim Brown only, quit. Like, Didn't Jim spar- Brown quit? Huh? Didn't Jim Brown quit? At some point he quit. But he also quit the Browns because he, he like, uh, he was, I think, having disagreements with, like, with the owners. And they okay. brought in, like, a couple other running backs who he didn't. There was other, like, stuff that he also wanted to be, uh, he also wanted to be an actor part of the time. And, and like, I think the team told him no. Okay. And they gave him an ultimatum. And he was like, all right, F you then, too. Like, there's a. The there's dirty a, dozens, Colin. 
Right. Well, exactly. But there was a lot going on there with Jim Brown. Right. And, yeah. but, you know, like Bill Russell was doing it. Kareem did it. Right? I, right. I don't think they ever like took time away from the game for these causes necessarily. Maybe they did. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know my history of, of that. Well, of I it. Don't but either. like they, they were able to do both. And I think LeBron even talked about that back in the, in, in the, in the summer when they were trying to do the bubble and stuff. And I think they were saying like, you could do both here. Yeah. You could always do both. And, and one maybe sort of helps the other a little bit. And Kyrie was even back then was like, maybe we shouldn't be doing any of this, right? Yes. He didn't play in the bubble and he didn't want to have any part of this. And maybe we should have you know, seen this coming to some degree, which is fine. And it's not something to be condemned about. But like he did, he did sign a contract and he, he did, he is supposed to sort of be playing. And, and it's a weird, like, I don't care if he doesn't play and doesn't, I don't have to watch him on television, all these games and whatnot, but, ever, but I do feel like he does owe the, the, the play that his teammates a little bit more. And if, and if that turns out to be the case that he told him this going forward and he didn't tell ownership or the front office, I think I'm okay with that too. Then I agree. I'm going to stay on team Kyrie for a while. He's also like, also this thing, the whole thing about, about him going to his, his, his sister and his father's like birthday party where not wearing a mask. The dude also said he, he does he believes the earth is flat. So maybe he doesn't believe in wearing masks and he doesn't believe in COVID, but he's not, he's, he's one of, uh, because he's on a fucking video. He's the, he's the worst. And he's right. gonna get a fifty thousand dollar fine, but but fuck, what was what was Seth Curry up to? You know, right. he well, wasn't on a video, the but the motherfucker got COVID and fucking went and sat down next to his teammates. Like, like I've got a feeling a lot of people aren't wearing their masks. I fucking I watched a, an Instagram video of Juju Smith Schuster while fucking James Conner was on lockdown for having COVID with James Conner walking around without a fucking mask. They're just, I think that these athletes are showing no symptoms and don't give a fuck. Like I just, like, I don't, I, I don't think, I, I just think it's a different, there's a, there's a, there's a world out there that people are living by. And then there's a world in which the rules say do this and, and you just shouldn't get caught. Cause I just have a feeling people aren't wearing masks. Well, and, and the, the one thing I, George Hill, who's the, who's the basketball player, I think plays for Oklahoma Still? city this year. Really? Um, I mean, he was, he was quoted as saying, he's like, I'm a grown man. I'm so I'm going to do what I want to do. And I, if I want to see my family, I'm going to go see my family. Yeah. They can't tell me I have to stay in the room 24 seven. If it's that serious, then maybe we shouldn't be playing. That's what I'm saying. Right. And so there's, that's a really good point. Like they're trying to, the, the league and all these sports organizations are trying to have their cake and eat it too, and have it both ways. And that's not. It's not fair. It's not cool. It doesn't really necessarily work. I, t I, c I completely agree. I was talking to my sister the other night and I was like, you know, normally I'd be really excited about this season, but it just doesn't, f it, it feels so yucky. Like the, the, I don't know that for some reason the bubble felt like revolutionary and this mm -hmm. season just feels like the, how do you not put an asterisk next to a it's season? It's for show. It's for money. Ne yeah. Next to a season where. Teams are starting seven fucking reserves. Like where where rookies like Precious and fucking Maxi are getting like starter PT when they shouldn't be fuck they should be playing part time in the G League. Like how like I I wouldn't put an asterisk next to it necessarily because they're it's a shortened season. I put it because the competition is fucked and they're picking and choosing which games get canceled and postponed and which ones don't. And it's yeah. There's it's, a the, it, it's it's dangerous and it's stupid and I'm sad for the critical. NBA. It's, it's, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad look. And like, they can't go in a bubble for six months or eight no, months or something. either, no. Right. And so it's like, you, you just, you could have figured this out. You could, you could have tried to do better. You could try to space the games out or readjust the games or, or you know what? You can push the season a little bit longer if you have to make up games later in the year or something like that. You know, like it's, you know, I, it's just, all this is just kind of, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just crappy. It, I, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. I, I, I haven't really wanted to watch too many games. I know. Because it just, just doesn't feel legit or real, actually. It's exactly. It doesn't feel real. It's, it's weird. I was watching some video of, uh, without any like fan, like it was like player video of bubble games and what it sounded like and looked like in the gym. And it's fucking eerie. Like, I don't know what it's like now when they're in full arenas. But like at that last season wasn't a season. Like it, like it just, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird and creepy. Right. I will say this, and this is my natural transition into our NFL picks. Football can never have fans again for all I can concerned. Like it looks fine to me. I was, I thought it wouldn't, 
I don't give a fuck. I know that it affects games probably like Seattle, for example, where like you've got, you know, Jared Goff with a broken finger trying to like call plays over the twelfth man and whatever the ownership's piping through the PA, but <laughs> but I but I really like as a spectator, like I don't miss it. Like I, I, I don't I really don't miss the fans. Maybe because football fans are douchey. I don't know. I I don't miss looking at them. I don't I'm sure it's weird for the players, but like I feel like they're all playing like the same level. What what do you what's your take on? Yeah, like yeah. Like, How does you're it work not for watching the NFL? a game for the for the fans or like or the cheerleaders and stuff, all that stuff, right? Like you the, the watching on TV now is like it's it's just solely focused on the game, which but is I, so much better. But I I do like it. I I love the crowd. I love a basketball crowd. I just I think it's it's on top of the action. It affects the play. The, the players feed off of it so well. The fans feed off the players. Like, if you watch that, like, those game winners with Dame. Imagine, though, like, like, the, 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 yeah. The, I mean, there's some, there's some pluses to it, I guess. But also, you know, when you, when you hear it, it's like all this piped in noise in, in a basketball game, right? And the lights and, and the noise and the music and all this stuff and this hype. And it's like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not missing that either watching the games on television. I don't, you know what I am finding super distracting? The fucking, the rims are super mic'd. And when there were, there was an ambient mm-hmm. noise, you didn't hear it as much, but it yeah. sounds almost like a cartoon. It's like, clunk, clunk. <laughs> like every shot's like, clunk, clunk. like not even it's like, like added. Yeah. It's <laughs> like somebody's like in the background with like a wood block, like, <laughs> like an old radio show. And then my car came, Aruga. And now, you know, like it sounds like that. It's weird. I find it super distracting. I find that is. I guess there's some drawbacks to it. Yeah. That's that's the one. Right. There's pluses and minus. I, you know, there, it's, are, um, there are the pluses and minuses. Chris. But I'm, I'm, I'm here just to watch like the games, football, basketball, anything. I just want to watch the games. It is a little weird because it's a little flat. It, the basketball games do feel a little flat, maybe because there is, there is no sort of energy from the crowd and stuff. Yeah, I, I think. It, it makes because the bubble, like the bubble, was one thing, and you're like, all right, it's the, like, it's a, it's a small, uh, you know, little arena or whatever they were playing, and it, you know, there's not much there, and it, it kind of felt tight, nice and tight. It did feel, and like now it does, it feels more like, like you're watching it from like a boys and girls club or something. Yeah, right. Like they're playing in like these little rec leagues or something. Yeah, and it, it, feels it does a little high school Jimmy. You know, like yeah, it, it does feel a little strange. Yeah, right. We're like, there's like the walls are like right behind the hoops. Meanwhile, high school you know? basketball games have fans in them, which is very weird. I follow, <laughs> yeah, I follow right, a couple well, like high up. school Instagram like hoop spots, and like, and I'm like, these apparently like the games to go to are high school games. There's fucking cra- like crazy crowds. It's so crazy. I don't, I, it's, man, I, I don't understand even, the world. I don't understand the world. I, uh, I never will. Um, 2021. Just the same as 2020. Told you. You know uh, what else we don't understand, Chris? What? Football. Playoff game football. I suck at the playoffs, Chris. I suck at the playoffs. <laughs> I suck at them. We're so bad. I told you last week that I sucked at them. Last year, I was 1-7 after the divisional round. You uh-huh. were 3-5. and five. I could break that record this week. <laughs> Right, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, it's uh, I didn't win. I went oh oh five and one. You went two three and one. You at least saved some face. I my saving so, grace was a tie against fucking Tampa Bay, thanks to <laughs> Heineke, the Trump supporter. Thanks for ruining that for me too, you asshole. I didn't even get that. I don't even get my one XFL guy has a fucking yeah. insane game. Puts a team on his back with like a broken arm. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, don't get too excited about Heineke. Yep. He's fucking KKK. (laughs) So he'll be a Patriot next year. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) He'll definitely get the medal of freedom soon. He'll be exactly (laughs) (laughs) fucking, you know, he's still taking the medal. He's like, well, I'm not gonna take the medal, but I'll get. Yeah, if you, it'll be like if a you private leave, ceremony. You, so you, just leave, mail it to me. Just mail it to me. Just yeah, yeah, yeah just give it yeah, to Q. Yeah. Give it to Q. Yeah. He'll he'll have it sent to me on a spaceship. <laughs> and Tampa, speaking of Trump, Trumpa, Trumpa Bay, he's he's all like, oh no, I never liked Trump. <laughs> Next question. Is he? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said he, he oh, backed off him in like two, 2017. That was that's that's his parting uh-huh. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still kept his hat in your locker. Yeah. No shit. It's you. It, you can't have your fucking whatever no. that fucking no. guy. Yeah. Let's go. Let's pick these. Yeah. Fu- let's pick these games this week. And I don't. I'm just gonna throw a a a dart or flip a coin. I don't. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Weirdly, weirdly though, Chris, last week I just bet the fuck against Pittsburgh and won good money. I was like, I, I, in the light of day, I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna bet. I actually doubled down on the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. I picked Cleveland to win in a parlay with the Denver Nuggets, and then, uh, and then when Pittsburgh was getting their asses kicked and it was plus eighteen, I took all the that action and put it on Pittsburgh. Because uh, I thought for sure they'd shore it up, and they did. Eighteen was way too was much in game. Yeah, so that was way too much. Yeah, it was crazy. Like the the swing was ridiculous. Uh, anyway, my worst prediction last week was forgetting that Ben Roethlisberger is ancient piece of shit and uh, doesn't want to get hit or pick up fumbles. Apparently, he doesn't want to bend down. Can he no, bend down? No, I don't think he can. No, I don't think he can bend down. Know. It's crazy. No, no, I mean, I yeah. have a hard time bending down. I'm forty five years old. I'll, I'll admit yeah. it. I don't. I think about it. I don't. I, it doesn't hurt, but I think about it. When I go down, I'm like, I'm going down. I'm picking up dog poop. I'm going down. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm coming up. No, I know I'm coming up, huh. but I'm aware of it. Okay. I'm aware of the process. As long as you're aware of it. I think Ben Roethlisberger is definitely aware of the process of bending down, and that's why he didn't pick up the fumble. <laughs> He's like, nope, someone else will get it. I'm sure. Yeah. James Conner's sure. like, I can't do it. I've literally been in the hospital all season. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, should we kick it? We could just kick it. Yeah, just keep kicking it. Maybe someone else will get to well, it. Well, I could have just kicked it out of bounds. That's two points. Whatever. Call it a day. But they're like, nah. Let's see if the other yeah. team can get it. Yep. Yeah, they'll just get it. They'll just, we'll get the next one. We'll get they the next one. one. We'll yeah. get the next one. Unless we throw it to the other team. Oops, we did that five fucking times. Wow. Yeah, so both our teams shit the bed. Let's just leave it at that. Yep. And uh, and the winner of the uh, Seahawks Rams game, which is the Rams, <laughs> is going into the Green Bay Stormy Lambeau Field, <laughs> the frozen tundra. It's gonna be minus twelve. <laughs> Ooh, I hope so. Rain and cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> The Rams on the road, plus six and a half against the greatest of all time, Aaron Rodgers Get, and Devontae Adams. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Here's, what, an, here's actually, that's an actually interesting matchup. Is Devontae Adams with Jalen Ramsey, who I believe is not allowed a receiver to get more than 50 yards in, in any game this year. Hot take. Ramsey's not going to be on Adams. He's gonna be the on. He's gonna be on Scandling, and they'll double. They're gonna double Adams. Ooh, uh, Belichick. If style. they do that, I think that's a huge mistake. Okay. I think Devonte Adams can can break double coverage better than probably than probably. Actually, he might even just dominate Ramsey too. I so that's my thing is I think. Remember last year when every receiver dominated Ramsey. Like, yeah, it could happen again, especially with a team with fresh, fresh legs. I, Listen, and the thing—the thing about last last week is with again with the Rams against Seattle is is DK Metcalf was actually just was was crushing Ramsey on a lot of routes and was open a lot of times. Russell Wilson just couldn't get him the ball. Why was what's wrong with Russ? He couldn't throw it far enough. The whole well, the whole team. I, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with them. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're also one dimensional. Right. And so the Rams, like, like the, the, like all eight other teams in the second half of the season started playing two deep safeties and, and started taking the deep ball away from Seattle. And that's the only thing Seattle wants to do. And what Russ is really good at is throwing the deep balls. And, and it was really simple concept. And then also the Rams defensive line can always dominate sales offensive line. And it gives Russ no time. And they've also figured out how to like, how to defend Russ in the pocket. Right. And like he runs, but he's they, they know where he can he's going to sort of run to. So there's always like a guy around and stuff like the Rams play a perfect uh, defense 
uh, against Seattle and they've been doing it for years. Um, and I think it makes, I think it makes the Rams look a lot better defensively than they are. And the Rams are lot. I mean, the Rams have lost a few games this year. Um, and green Bay, I think is rolling really well offensively and defensively right now okay. where I, I six and a half feels maybe a little generous, but it also feels like it should be, it could be more. <laughs> okay. Which is weird, right? Which is a, <laughs> it's a stupid way to sort of say that to myself. But um, I, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, six and a half, like that's all they're getting. But then I was like, all right, well, their defense is maybe pretty good. They can maybe keep Green Bay in check a little bit and keep the game close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like also last week, the, the, you know, the, it was the road teams who actually dominated, covered. Yeah. One, uh, there was three, four out of the six games, which I think was really impressive. Um, so man, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to take the Rams plus six and a half points. Cause I, it's, I just don't think it's enough. I think Green Bay's really good. And I think they're really good defensively. And I, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to sort of stop them either way or slow them down. Okay. I'm going to take Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay at home, giving up six points. Six I like Sean McVay as a coach. I think he could coach his team up to a close game. Can, yeah. I could even see them winning this. I I wouldn't be shocked. I just wouldn't be shocked. I want to take Green Bay because I have a futures bet on Green Bay, mm. and that is a sucker's bet to bet your futures because you want them to win, <laughs> not because they will win. So I'm going to take the Rams in six and a half and, uh, yeah. and expect Green Bay to win. I, I think, th- is, is Aaron Jones playing? Uh, I th- I think so. I feel like there could be like a tricky like Aaron Jones goes off this game. Like it's that's like there's just ball control. Maybe they like maybe they win it that way. I don't know. I I definitely think Green Bay wins. Not definitely. I think Green Bay wins, but I like the Rams with six and a half. All right. What I and don't Blake like Bortles. Is- I like Blake Bortles. I still do. I still do. <laughs> The, the power of magic of the Bortles. Uh, listen, Jared Goff was was giving. Uh, I, I don't even know how to explain what happened last week with with the defense of Seattle and 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 the Rams. And, and he made Jared Goff look good. They made Wolford look good early on. Cam, Cam Akers is legit good though. Cam Akers is legit good, and they can they could probably run the ball. And that's the probably the one weakness with Green Bay's defense is is I think most of this year teams have been able to run the ball on them. Yeah. Uh, effectively and easily. Also, I don't think the Rams have lost games by a ton. I don't think there's been many games that are like double-digit losses of the six. I think they've all been pretty close. So they, yeah, they lost to San Francisco by eight, uh, Miami by nine, uh, and that was, and then Seattle, the 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 last, the uh, second to last game of the season in Seattle, they lost by eleven. Oh, and that was a really low-scoring game. Shit. Okay, never mind. Uh, so, but yeah, it's not. It, it, it's it, they don't, and you know, it, we'll see. We'll see what happens on this game because I, I have I no confidence. I'm not sure. Like, it seems like everyone's high on the Rams now. All of a sudden, because they're coming off of this domination win of of the Seahawks. I'm not high on the Rams. I don't know. I don't know anyone that's high on the Rams, but I do think that like, well, Green the crew, all all Greeny's crew to take it back to the beginning of the show was like, oh, the Rams are gonna win this game. The Rams really? gonna win this game. I guess Green I'm like no, nah, Rams defense isn't as good as I don't think people think it is because they, or as made as they've they've looked good because they they lost to the Jets they they lost to the the 49ers like they there's there's some problems on that on that defense I think or what however it works out they just they just came off a really good win because they know how to play and attack a Seattle team that can't figure out and can't make adjustments to them yeah okay all right Buffalo. Is at Oof. home against Baltimore. Saturday night game. This is actually re- I, this is actually a really good game. I really want to watch this game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'll be a fun game. It'll be interesting because like Baltimore looks to be like on a roll offensively. Defense kind of you know stepped up against against the Titans. But the Titans suck. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Titans, the Titans are, are that basically good. the Seahawks, right? Yeah, they want to run the ball. They they play okay defense. I think both of these teams played kind of shakily against mediocre teams. Buffalo almost lost; probably should have. Baltimore looked like dog shit for the whole entire half against two AFC. What is it? South teams 
that are like not that good. Like mm-hmm. I, I think everyone's getting a little geeked out on both of these teams too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I, I still think, I still think that like Jackson is is shaky in the playoffs and he doesn't. Maybe he's gotten over it. I don't know. I want to take Baltimore. I was going to take Baltimore all day. But then I was like, Buffalo just hasn't had a misstep. Like, they just haven't lost. And three doesn't feel like enough for a team that's playing as well as they are. So I'm going to go ahead and take take Buffalo and and give the three points. Okay. Yeah. Uh, This one's hard, too, because it's... I feel like with with two you know decent teams, good teams, offensively, defensively, both sides. I don't know if there's an advantage anywhere or not. Um, Baltimore might have trouble slowing down Josh Allen and like Stephon Diggs and that passing attack, right? Like, I, yeah. Buffalo probably won't be able to run on them so much. Um, Moss is out, so they're kind of becomes limited. Big, with that's a, a big one. That's a that's kind of a big one. He's great. Um. Ooh, you're talking yeah, me into it, Baltimore it, suddenly. I feel like it, the, I feel like the smart thing to do is sort of you take Baltimore in the points here, but but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I was high on Buffalo coming into the playoffs. They kind didn't really let me down last week against Indianapolis. So that game, I think that game was closer than it should have been. I'm gonna take Buffalo at home, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Join the join the herd. I don't feel good join about the, it. Join the mafia, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think early on I was going to take Baltimore in the points too. And now since how we always seem to pick wrongly, I think I, now I'm second guessing myself and I'm going to go back to Buffalo here. Okay. Cause I also, I also kind of, well, I don't care who kind of who matches up. I I'm happy with either of these teams making it to the next round. I think me too. Uh, and playing the winner I'm of the Cleveland. Sunday <laughs> early game, Cleveland plus 10 yeah. in Kansas city. Yeah. You want this one? Yeah, I'll take this one. I'm okay. happy to take this one because okay. here's my thought. Cleveland is really good and dominating running the ball. Yes. And I think they have their entire offensive line back now and healthy. They do. And, uh, and a head coach. Which apparently they don't well, need against well, Pittsburgh. They play pretty well with other head coach, so yeah. I don't know what that says about yeah. him. Mike Tomlin lost to a fucking special teams like coordinator. Yeah. And they fire the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin keeps his job. Ben Roethlisberger keeps his job. Like, it's fucking town. Anyway, keep going. Uh, yeah, but listen, they're not, they're, they're just not going to fire their coach like that. They, they, that's not their history. They've had what? Three coaches in 30 plus years. Yeah. In my lifetime, three, 40 coaches. years, um, 45 plus years. Listen, and like, listen, I, I like, are you going to do any better than Tomlin? I, I'm not sure you are. Right. It's, no. it's the same thing with the Seahawks. Like, I are mean, you going to do guy, better the, than the Joker that they had as a fucking offensive coordinator was terrible to begin with. He shouldn't yeah. have been a professional offensive coordinator. Watch right. how many job offers that guy gets in his career. He'll be a fucking QB coach in yeah. no time for a fucking, yeah. for like yeah. Texas or off at the line coach or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Right. There, no one wanted that guy. Matt Canada is getting the job that Bob's your uncle. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, then I think 10 points seems kind of a lot. And we talked about this earlier in the year that Kansas city was having, I think having a hard time covering a double digit. Uh, they definitely points. have been, but it's not the playoffs. It's not the playoffs, but Cleveland can run the ball, I think, against Kansas City, and that's that's their weakness on defense. Is like they're not very good against the run. I think they're better against the pass for some odd reason, which I don't think is. Is Cleveland too good at the run? Like are they too good at are I don't they know, too, too good? good. Like so I don't know what were, that means. The thing is, is like against Pittsburgh, they were running the ball so well that they were scoring really fast, which wasn't yeah. e- was wasn't doing the second most crucial part of running the ball, which is to eat the clock. Like is Cleveland too good at running to keep Kansas City out of this game. That's a take you'll only hear on Not For Nothing. <laughs> the interesting thing will be if Kansas City gets up on the early by a couple touchdowns, is, is Cleveland going to be able to still try to run it right. most of the time? And Because that, that will probably be their most effective weapon against them. And most people, like when you're, when you're trailing, you end up passing more, and, and that sort of maybe plays right into Kansas City's hands. So with that being said... Uh, I, I kind and I'm not high on Cleveland. Like I'm not Ryan Cleveland. Like thinking they're going to win this game and they're going to, and they're going to be able to dominate and actually, you know, whatever I do like Cleveland, but not enough. I, I like them enough to take the 10 points here, but I think Kansas city still sort of wins this game. Okay. Not sort of Kansas city does win this game. I'm going to go against you. I think that we're going to see the Kansas city of last year and everyone's going to be like, Oh, right. Kansas city, like beat teams scoring 50 points a game. Like I, 
don't care how bad their defense is. I think that their offense is still awesome. I think that they sandbagged a little bit this year, dealt with some injuries, but I and maybe they're not as quite as good as they were last year, but they're still the best team in football. Like let's not totally. forget. They're the best Absolutely. team in football. Look yeah. at any DraftKings Look at anything, anything. They're plus 200 to win the fucking Super Bowl going into the divisional round. That's insane. Like, that's a great team that's getting, mm-hmm. that's getting like two to one odds to win the Super Bowl with two games left. Like, I, or three games, actually. So, I don't know. I, I just got to take KC minus 10. Okay, fair enough. And then, listen, I, I, I think I agree with you to, to a degree that I, they're probably not getting enough respect or or coverage in a sense because all these other teams have kind of come on and Cleveland had this big upset win and I think everyone's kind of riding a little bit of bandwagon like the Rams you know everyone's kind of riding a little bit of the bandwagon I'm gonna so be like, rooting oh, these, for these teams so great because they played last week I, and Kansas City had the week off but you I, know what they that's why they had the week off because they're a really great team and they only lost one game this season I would love nothing more right? than a Cleveland yeah. but Baltimore like AFC championship game <laughs> It would fucking make me feel so happy if you just piss everyone in this town off. Like Pittsburghers would just be like, oh, we got, I'm not even going to watch football. Fire Tomlin. Fire Tomlin. I can't believe Baltimore's playing Baltimore. <laughs> Cleveland's playing Cleveland. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up in the last game. Let's do it. It's the uh, geriatric division. Yeah, Tampa Bay plus three on the road in Nola. There's three goats in the playoffs right now. Which is the most goaty? Is it Rodgers? Is it Breeze? Is it Brady? <laughs> three goats. What are you gonna do? Who do you take? This one's not as easy because they're playing against each other. Yeah. One has. One's gotta go. One had a punctured lung four weeks ago. The other one yells at his teammates whenever he smells a player. He screws something up wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Won't shake his coach's hand is an actual poisonous pill, but <laughs> is one of the most protect, one of the most protected players in football. What do you like in this one? I have a hot take. It's not really even that takey, but it's yeah, probably not. Um, uh, Tampa's lost twice to New Orleans. Yeah, this year it's hard to win that third one. It's it's hard to win the third one, but it's New Orleans. It's at home. I'm I'm rolling with this. You love the Saints. The Saints, yeah, man, I do. The defense looks good. I, I think, I think they've got a little bit of a, a, a number there with Brady and or the Tampa Bay. Like, I, I think maybe it's sort of like the Rams how they play the Seahawks. Like, I think they just know how to play them and defend them, and have success against them. Um, um, I, I, it's, it's, it's new, it's New Orleans all day for me. I New Orleans Buffalo or New Orleans Baltimore Super Bowl is still a possibility, Chris. That was kind of what. You and I had come up with as our value-added uh, mm. Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. It's still possible. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go against you again, which is probably good for you. I, if Tampa's pressured, he falls apart. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get pressured in a playoff game, especially not the Sunday night game. Like he's gonna be so protected. Like he's just gonna be. Unbelievable. He's going to have three fucking referees watching his back. Like He's just going to have so much pocket time. I, I think that that's going to be the difference. And I also kind of buy into the it's hard to win three times against the same team mantra, as stupid as it sounds. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that Tampa beats Breeze. Ooh, the upset even. Yeah, I think, it, oh. I think I would take the win. I think I'd take the money line on this one. All right, but uh, that being said, I went oh five and one last week, so <laughs> I'm fucking a monkey. I I'm not good at this. Well, yeah, we'll see. Neither am I, so who knows? Yeah, who the fuck knows? We're the worst. Hey, so uh, that that should do it for the show. Unless you want to talk about Mickey Mantle's rookie card. Wait, so- okay, so uh, just, <laughs> just just quickly. All right, so Mickey Mantle's rookie uh, baseball card sold. For like f- over five million dollars, a little over five million dollars. What is it? And that's the that's the record now, right? For highest selling baseball card ever. Over Honus we, Wagner? I think so. I now. thought it was always Honus Wagner till the end of time. Uh, no, I think that was the, that's the story. But anyway, the, the 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 bearing the lead thing for me here now is like I don't know if we talked about this, but that's it said it broke the record that uh, Mike Trout's car just sold for over three million dollars, like a year or within the last year. Yeah, I can't explain any of this. Do we, we know sh- that. 
How did we I not think, talk about that? Like, how's Mike Trout? He's still fucking playing. How's his car going for $3 million? To, so, unfortunately, we fired our intern uh, for the last week's snafu. We could hire him back to explain cards for us. He's very, very deep into the adult card world. <laughs> and I think could probably explain some of this to us. I think we don't understand what the baseball card world is like anymore. The landscape. I think cards weren't that valuable anymore either. That's so. Th- well, you know what? Let's we're gonna have him on next week. We're gonna have a special guest who can hopefully explain to us what the fuck's going. Because there is a it's a it's a di- it's a different ball game. God, I mm. really wish I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Honus Wagner's card sold in 2016 for 3.1 million, I mean, and then Trout beat it. Uh, took the record that sold for 3.9 in August. Yeah, there's this market. There's a new market, and it's not kids. And it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's just old dudes who. Well, it's a. It's. I think. I don't know. I don't understand why it's popular. That's why I think we should have somebody that can explain it to us. I mean, I. I know for a fact Peter's into it because he got me a Lou Amundsen uh, autographed card for Christmas. So <laughs> he knows his shit. He's really trying to get back into good graces. And uh... <laughs> he really wants an internship back. <laughs> he really, he really does. He really does. I don't know if there's a basketball player that you feel as good about. Like uh, maybe there's a debtless shrimp uh, card he'll get for you. <laughs> Kendall Gill. Kendall Gill. (laughs) Great hair. All right, Chris. You have a great weekend. Yep. You too. Peace.